You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. So this morning I'm continuing to minister on what's going through your mind. And I want to touch on emotions. All of us have emotions. Have you ever asked yourself, why am I so emotional? Maybe you're too emotional. You get offended very quickly. Very sensitive to what people say. Am I talking to the right people here this morning? You're a little bit too touchy. Who of you are very touchy, very sensitive? Raise your hand a little bit higher, touchy people. The good news is God made you with emotions. And you can use those emotions in a positive way in the kingdom of God. That sensitive part can be used in a good way. To be sensitive to how other people are feeling. But you should know the enemy will also try to capitalize on it. God wants you to worship him with emotion. Listen here what the Bible says. Turn with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter 10 verse 27. I've said previously, you, a spirit, you have a soul and you live in a body. God wants you to worship him with every part of your being. Your body, your soul and your spirit. That means your emotions, your will, your intellect, every part of your being to worship him. So I answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. You are a three-part being. Sometimes some people just don't understand themselves. Don't know why they're feeling in a certain way. Why am I feeling like this? Should I feel like this? Is what I'm feeling now, is it me or is it God? Now the Bible says the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It has the ability to discern or to, to cut in between, to divide your soul and your spirit. Your spirit is located here. It's your heart part. When the Bible talks about your heart, it refers to your spirit. Your soul is your mind, your will, your intellect, your emotions. So the Bible says the word of God is the ability to divide, bring separation between soul and spirit. Because it's your spirit part that's linked up with God. And sometimes you have to know, is this now me thinking this? Or is it God speaking to me in my heart? Your heart is the communication point of the Holy Spirit. Guess what? The devil will also communicate in your heart. Bitterness is in the heart of man. Unforgiveness is in the heart of man. So when unrighteousness is on the throne in your heart, it affects your way of thinking. It affects your emotions. I want to read the Amplified Bible to you. For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, the soul, and the immortal spirit, 
and of the joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the every thought and purposes of the heart. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It's got the ability to divide between your soul and your spirit. But then also it discerns the intents and the thoughts of your heart. The Bible says, guard your heart above all things. Because out of it flows the issues of life. Somebody can say with their mouths, oh hello my brother, bless you. But in their hearts, they are cursing you. What are you doing here? You should not even be here. This is my church. Who invited you? Hello, welcome at my house. Your heart is saying, what are you doing here? Nobody told you to come. And we live a life where we say one thing, but we believe another. Faith is activated. When our confession of our mouths has got our heart's full agreement. That's why God says, some of these people, they worship me with their mouths. But their hearts are far away from me. So when you are saying something, God is not just listening what you are saying. But more importantly, he's looking at what's going on in your heart. Today, people are ruled by their emotions, what they feel. Turn to the person next to you, look them in the eye and say, I'm feeling good. Now tell them your feelings doesn't matter. Because faith is not a feeling. But it's putting your trust in God. The problem that we have in the church today is people are basing their faith on their feelings. You get up in the morning and you feel, ooh, goosebumps. Today I have strong faith. I can just feel it. And the next morning when you get up, there's no goosebumps. You think, oh my God, today it's going to be a battle. Faith is not based on your feelings because your feelings can change. But God does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And now you get up and you don't have goosebumps and suddenly fear grips your heart. You think, oh, what's going to happen today? Today is not going to be a good day. But the Bible says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Why? Why love? Why power? Why a sound mind? You need a spirit of power. To face the devil. You need the spirit of love. For the people around you. And you need the spirit of self-control. For yourself. To control your emotions and your feelings. You come to church. And I'm just running to the back to go get something. Maybe something simple. They say. Pastor, um, we need the car keys. Your sermon is still in the boot. Or your wife has to give something to somebody. It's in the car. Can we have the car keys? And I run in and I'm just going to get the car keys. And you're saying, hello, pastor. And I don't even see you. And immediately you feel rejected. 
They say, loving God, loving people, and the pastor doesn't even greet me. What's going on here? I don't feel good about this church. I don't feel good about this pastor. I was reading a book about feelings. Now recently, and the guy said he was, was sitting on a train, 5.30 in the morning, and everybody was sleeping and tired. And a man got on the train with four children. The children were playing and jumping and shouting. And the man just went, went and he sat down with his head. And this other guy got upset. He said, how can this man allow these children to scream and shout here when all of us are tired at 5.30 in the morning? And he went to the guy and he said, excuse me, sir. Can't you see the children are playing and shouting and we all just, it's 5.30 in the morning. We will take, tell them to take it easy. Tell them. And the father said, you know what? I can probably tell them to be quiet now. But their mother died an hour ago. I don't think it's going to change anything. And immediately the guy had a paradigm shift and he said, okay, I understand. Sometimes the things that upset us, when we look at people, you just need a paradigm shift and you won't be upset anymore. Because you focus more on your own feelings, not feeling what those people are feeling. So he says, God has given us the spirit of love, a spirit of power and a spirit of self-control. If you say you're a Christian and you're being led by the Holy Spirit, it means the fruits of the Spirit, Galatians 5 verse 22, is working in your life. Family, listen to me. If you want to get better at controlling your emotions, start focusing on these two fruits of the Spirit. The first one is love and the last one is self-control. Love and self-control binds all the other ones together. Keeps them together. If you have more love for people, you'll not be so emotional. You're not to be upset how they're making you feel. Self-control. I was telling the people this morning, as a man, you just have to walk through Builder's Warehouse and you see 10 things that you need, that you must have in the house that will make it easier for you. Okay, ladies, you just have to walk through a mall for five minutes and you have 10 things you must have must have and we're led by emotions and what we see that's why jesus said the peace that i give you is not the peace of this world it's my peace when you have this peace on the inside you're protected with everything and you're not focused on all the things happening around you don't you the person next to you say i'm feeling good Never ever say I cannot control myself because you have the spirit of self-control. I'm going to teach you the secret of how to be more in control of your emotions. Turn with me in your Bibles to Job chapter 11. You can apply this before you go to bed, before you go to work, before you go see people. Before you meet up with somebody, this is the key. Job says in Job 11 verse 13, If only you would prepare your heart. Prepare your heart. See what's going on in your heart before you have to meet with somebody. Before you come to church. What is going on in my heart? Prepare. If only you would prepare your heart and lift up your hands to him in prayer. Get rid of your sins. And leave all iniquity behind. 
It's another way of saying stop your nonsense. If you're born again and you believe you're a Christian, start behaving like a Christian. Then your face will be brightened with innocence. You will be strong and free of fear. You will forget your misery. It will be like water flowing away. Your life will be brighter than the noonday. Even darkness will be as bright as morning. Having hope will give you courage. You will protect it and will rest in safety. You will lie down unafraid. And many will look to you for help. Family, what you believe in your heart will affect your behavior, will affect your speech, will affect your thinking. If I think in my heart, Simon hates me. If I think in my heart, Simon wants nothing to do with me. My behavior to him, towards him will change. If you believe in your heart, God hates you. You don't want to praise him. You want to come to him and say, God, help me. Those things you believe in your heart. 1 John 3 says, when you pray, when your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart. Listen to me. This is the key. Whatever emotions you are going through, things that are upsetting you here, God is greater than all those things. Christ died for those things. Prepare your heart. The first place where you should prosper is in your spiritual life. Get your heart at peace. When you have peace here, it's easy even when you face difficulties. It's because Daniel had prepared his heart. When the decree was made, you're going to be fed to the lions. He just went to his room as was his custom and prayed three times that day thanking God. Because what happened on the outside could not disturb him on the inside. He was not led by his feelings and by his emotions. Don't you the person next you say there's hope for you. Tell them there's hope for me. The first rule to control your emotions is to know Simon is not my enemy. Sin is my enemy. Simon is not my enemy. Sin is my enemy. Where does sin originate? Sin originates in the heart of man. When a seed is planted. Maybe the seed was planted when I wanted to greet him and he was too busy. I think, unfriendly man, he calls himself a Christian. Didn't even greet me. Does he know I'm a pastor? What's wrong with this guy? And now that seed starts to grow in my heart. It grows, grows, grows. Later on, it will give birth to sin, which gives birth to death. And a relationship can be destroyed just because of a thought. When that seed starts to grow, the Bible says, out of the abundance of a person's heart, you will start to speak. Now the Bible warns us and says, by means of a whisperer, the best of friends are separated. Now let's say, let me say Simon and Kevin now is also very good friends. Now this seed is growing in my heart. The Bible says, 
that sin will grow now, can become bitterness. When that bitterness starts to grow, Hebrews teaches us people defile. They speak bad with their mouths. Now I come and I eat their best friends. I whisper in his ear. Just my emotions, just my feelings is not even the truth. Simon is a very unfriendly person. He's not greeting people. You think he's a Christian? You don't think he's a Christian? And I plant that in his heart. And through that whisper, the best of friends are separated. And I'm walking in the spirit of division. But where God says as a Christian, we should be of one mind, one heart, one spirit. I'm killing, stealing, and destroying a relationship based on a feeling. And feelings can change. The Bible says the heart is desperately wicked and deceitful above all things. I, the Lord, I search the heart. I seek out the heart to give to every man according to his doings. You have to guard your heart. What you are thinking and what you are feeling, you have to view in the light of God's word. Now, every time I see Simon because of this thing, I want to fight with him. I'm being led by my emotions. I don't have heaven's opinion about him. I get angry every time I see him. Some of you just driving to work, getting into the car, getting into the taxi, or your friend picking you up, you are angry already because there's traffic coming. And you're waiting for that person that's going to cut in front of you. And you've prepared your heart for war and not for peace. And you're led by your emotions. Some of you got married and you were too emotionally immature to get married. And your marriage is a mess. Not because it's not the right person. Because of your lousy emotions. You make me feel like this. You make me feel like that. You know I like it like this and now you do it like that. Why? You're trying to read too much into that. Maybe they just had just as busy day as what you've had. Hmm? You maybe had to fight with somebody at work but she had three little children around her. And she was at work. Ooh, now it's quiet. Are we having an emotional meltdown here? <laughs> you want to be spiritual. Do you know God, because He is spirit, can hate sin, reject sin, but accept the sinner. So if your spouse is doing something wrong, hate the sin. But don't reject your spouse. That's not the spirit of Christ. It's because you are now fighting her instead of the two of you keeping unity and fighting the sin. Now you're getting all emotional. If you could fight sin and win, there was no need for Jesus to come to this earth. That's why Jesus came. Because he could handle the sin 
stick to the plan and not get emotional. Because on the cross, what he felt was real pain. It was a real emotion. A matter of fact, he tried to get out of it by praying and saying, Father, if there's any way that this cup can pass me by, let it pass me by. When he was on the cross, your pain, your sickness, your deliverance, your breakthrough, and mine was on him. And his father left him. Because he said, my father, my father, why have you forsaken me? In that moment of rejection, of pain, of being alone, he kept his peace. He didn't say these people, not even one. He said, no, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. If he had lost focus and gone on his emotions, what he was feeling, where would you be? Where would I be today? Emotions have oftentimes ruined good relationships that could have solved problems for you in the future. The Bible says in Proverbs 16 verse 32, He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. Proverbs 18 verse 19 says, A brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. And contentions are like the bars of a castle. If you deliberately offend somebody, don't expect them to be friends with you. If you deliberately want to be rude and nobody wants to talk with you, everybody is staying away from you, don't get all emotional. Hello? Some of you wonder why you don't have friends. It's because of the way that you talk to people. You don't feel what they are feeling. Lord, why don't I have any friends? Change. Change your speech. Change your way of doing things. It's quiet here this morning. Well, Proverbs 12 verse 25. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. Worrying and fear the whole time in your heart is what causes you to be down. If you can change that treasure, you won't feel so down. Don't go on your feelings. Go on what God said about you. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Family, listen to me. Even when it comes to anger, anger is a secondary emotion. Who of you have got a bit of a problem with anger? Raise your hand. Just be honest. Okay, who of you are angry right now? Anybody angry right now? So you get angry quickly, but you're not angry right now. Why? Because anger is a secondary emotion. Nobody is angry the whole time. Something makes you angry. But you have the spirit of self-control. Choose whether you want to be angry or not. If you can keep your peace and see that this person is not my enemy, but sin is my enemy, you'll behave differently. Sin is the one thing that wants to separate you from God. Turn to the person next to you and say, anger is a secondary emotion. 
Let me just be honest with you. As a believer, don't play around with anger. The Bible says, be angry and do not sin. Why? Because anger is very dangerous. Why is it dangerous? You that get angry and want to enforce your will upon somebody, that anger is rooted in pride. I want my way and I'll enforce it upon you whether I have to shout, whether I have to scream, whether I have to dominate, I'll get my way. It's a form of manipulation. It's rooted in pride. The danger in that is you want to get angry like that and be a hothead and say you're a Christian. How will you get God's presence close to you? Because when you're full of pride, God will resist you. The Bible says don't hang out with hotheads lest you become one yourself. If you're a hothead, stay away from hotheads. Try and hang out some, around some cool heads. Some of you think it's cool to get, be angry, but it's not. Anger is rooted in pride. Strife is rooted in pride. You always want to fight. When you're always fighting, a matter of fact, you are surrendering your will to the devil. How can you make good decision if, is if your will is surrendered to the devil? The key is to listen to your conscience. We have to be in a constant state of renewing our minds. Romans 12 says, renew your mind. Change your way of thinking. You have to say to yourself, it's not healthy to get so angry. You know, even pastors have disagreements with their wives. Do you know that? Do you know that? Is it a surprise? Is it a revelation to you? Paradigm shift. I even have disagreement with my children. My children, when you switch off the lights at night, they don't glow in the dark. Do you know that? Pastor's kids don't glow in the dark. If you're a Christian, your children don't glow in the dark. It's the truth. But it doesn't help you get emotional when your children get emotional. You have to keep your peace now. So that you can show them a more excellent way. And sometimes you're going to mess up. But fix it. Amen. You can humble yourself and go say sorry. That was wrong of dad. Not many dads saying. I'm the head of the house. I'm never wrong. I'm always right. <laughs> if you're the head of the house and you're wrong. You can lead your whole family to hell. So you better be ready to change. Amen. If you show them a wicked and a wrong way. If you want to be the head of the house, then be the head of the house. Take responsibility in everything. If you want to be the king and you want to be the priest, then show them the kingly and the priestly way. And Jesus' priestly way was not to dominate. He became a servant. He became the least. He said, let me be your friend. I've come to lay down my life. If you don't allow... The insight to be renewed, you can lose heart. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 16. Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Passion translation says, so no wonder we don't give up. For even though our outer person gradually wears out, our inner being is renewed every single day. Family, listen to me. You cannot make a wrong decision and expect a good result. In other words, I cannot come and slap him through the face pah, and think we're going to be friends. Is that going to happen? No. You cannot make wrong decisions and expect right results. 
Don't be full of envy of people that make good decisions and have good results when you are making the wrong decisions. Make a decision to choose life from today. Not to be ruled by your emotions. I'm not saying to be emotionally dead. Amen. When you worship God, God gave you those emotions. He wants you to worship Him with every part of your being. Amen. When you give your wife a hug, don't just give her a hug. Give her a hug with some emotion. Amen. It feels different. Amen. Hebrews 9 verse 8. Let me help you. This the Holy Spirit points out that the way into the true holy of holies is not yet thrown open as long as the former, the outer portion of the tabernacle remains a recognized institution and is still standing. What does this mean? It means your body is the outer court. Your soul is the inner court. Your heart, your spirit is the holy of holies. So sometimes it's this outer court. When you are focusing on it too much, you cannot experience the blessings of the inner court. What do I mean by that? You come to church, you're so focused on the outward. So you want to worship God and you want to worship the pastor said i must worship god in spirit and in truth okay i want to worship god in spirit with all my heart now you start to sing jesus i love you we sing Imela. and suddenly thinking where am i going to eat kfc today yeah i'm hungry is it kfc or nando's that's the outer court <laughs> so the bible says unless you've dealt with this outer court you cannot really enjoy what is going on in the inner court Paul described it in this way. He says, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. But the life that I now live, I live through the Holy Spirit. He says, while your focus is more on the fleshly things, it's very difficult to be led by the Holy Spirit. Let me give you another example. You've come here, you want to worship God. You want to just say, Email us in it. I'm thinking, I'm so angry with Simon. Why didn't he greet me? I wanted to greet him. I wanted to be the friendly one. He didn't greet me. Why? And I let something like that, which is probably nothing, interfere with my relationship with God. Because I'm focusing on how he's making me feel. The most important thing about you is that you're a son of God. You're linked up with God. Defeat and failure are things of the past. You are walking with God. How people make you feel should not determine how you respond to people. That's why Jesus said, when they curse you, bless them. When they despitefully use you, pray for them. If they ask for one jacket, Give them two. If they want you to go this far, say, I'm going to go double that distance. But when you're not led by the Spirit, hmm, you're taking advantage of me again. What is this? And you're led by your emotions. Instead of hearing what the Holy Spirit says. When you're offended with somebody, When you're offended, your heart is offended. It contaminates your mind. 
then it's very difficult to listen to your conscience when God is speaking to you. Can you see why you have to keep your peace? When your emotions are pulsating, if, if, if your emotions are controlled, the things are kicking against your emotions the whole time, your soul becomes deceived. The Bible says you've surrendered your will to the devil. Now you don't know what's wrong and what's right anymore. When you walk past somebody and you feel, I want to give this person 10 rand just to help them. Now you start to reason. God, is this now me? Is this you? Is this the devil? Who is this? Is the devil trying to steal my money, Lord? Is it you telling me to get out this person? Or is it just me feeling like this? Can you see we need God, but we don't always realize how much we need God. Now when you're so led by your emotions, it's so easy for me as a man of God to take advantage of you. So easy. Because you are led by your emotions. But if you've got your peace on the inside, you know what you do. Before you come to church, you are led by the Holy Spirit. Before you come to church, you say, God, what is it that I should give? What is it that I should bless the kingdom with? Then if God tells you 50 rand or 50,000 rand or 100,000 rand or whatever, whatever I say or don't say does not affect your giving because giving is between you and God. He'll just come and say, Dear Lord, then the 50 rand or the 5 rand is your obedience and that's what pleases God. Family, listen to me. Giving makes us more like God who liberally gives to everybody without expecting anything back. If you can get to a place where you can give and say, Lord, I'm giving this without expecting anything back and still have peace, you're at a mature place in Christ Jesus. For God so loved the world when God gave Jesus, he had no guarantee that any of us would respond. Malachi 3 says, Return to me. Bring back your hearts to me. And he says, You are cursed with a curse. You are cursed with a curse. All of you don't give your tithes. What is a curse? A curse is when God's presence is not there. God wants to be first in your life. That's what it's about. Turn with me to Romans 8 verse 17. So your emotions, it's good to have emotions. But don't let your emotions control you. Let your emotions even be viewed in the light of God's word. Amen? If you feel in a certain way, ask yourself, where is this feeling coming from? Is it just me? Is it something that I still have to deal with in my heart? Because if you're not a friendly person, and you're not greeting other people, you're also going to feel that other people are not friendly towards you. But if you can change your treasure... And start smiling and greeting people. You'll see more people will smile and greet you. And if children than heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him. That we may also be glorified together. I'm reading from the Passion. And since we are his true children. We qualify to share all his treasures. For indeed we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ. We also inherit all that he is. And all that he has. We will experience being co-glorified with Him provided that we accept His sufferings 
as our own. Let me learn from this. Jesus went through pain and suffering, but he kept on doing the will of God the Father. If God has told you to do something, guess what? A lot of emotions will be thrown at you. God told Joseph, you're going to be a ruler. Why? To hold on to that. Who? With the very person who threw him in the pit was his brothers. Who rejected him, who sold him. At the end of his life, go and read it. He says, don't you brothers come now, tell me that you were the one who brought me to this place. It was God. You were not in control of my life. God was in control of my life. He had kept his peace. If he had not kept his peace, as that ruler, he would have killed his brothers. He would have said, do you know where God has put me? Do you know who's in authority now? Do you know what country we're in? This is Egypt. Not the country, this is Egypt. Yeah, I rule. I'm going to kill all of you. I'll let my father come here and I'll look after him. Benjamin can stay, but the rest of you, you're dying today. And he would say, now I'm feeling better. You're all dead. No. When you're a Christian, you listen to your conscience. Your conscience will say, no, you cannot kill your brothers. No, you cannot harm your brothers. Your conscience will tell you that. But when you don't have peace, you cannot listen to your conscience. And you don't know what to do in that situation. But he kept his peace. He had suffered. But God had glorified him and lifted him up. Let me close with the last example. Turn with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter 5. Can you imagine Jesus... Jesus. He's got 12 disciples. And here he gets a Judas kiss. Anybody had a Judas kiss? Where you felt like running away? Have you had a Judas kiss in business? If you've been in business, you've more than likely have had a Judas kiss. That doesn't mean you stop doing good business. And get all emotional about it. You keep on planting righteous seeds. Luke chapter 5. If you go by what Happened in Paul's life. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. It's impossible to walk in the Spirit, be led by the Spirit without some suffering in the flesh. Luke chapter 5 verse 1. So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night long. Don't you know how long we have suffered the whole night long? I've worked hard. I've done everything. It's cold. It's dark. It's painful. And nothing happened. I was at the best spots with the fishes usually and nothing. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. The word of God is the thing that will bring change in your life.
God instructed them, let down your nets. What was his response? I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to respond to your word. We will let down our net. When your emotions are ruling you and you've seen that the nets are empty, it has an effect upon what you believe. He said, Lord, I believe you, what you've said. I'm going to make it the standard for my life. I'm just taking one net. Let me first see. If God has given you a promise, it doesn't matter what was coming against you. God will see you through. Even in that disappointment. Can you imagine working the whole night long? Using words like toiling, working hard, suffering. Nothing, Lord. Nothing. And now you just say, go out. If you ruled by your emotions, you could have got angry and said, no, Lord. He said, Lord, you've given the word, you've given the instruction, I'm going to go. People, we have to learn to control our emotions. Not go by what we feel, but what the word of God says. Faith is not a feeling. Turn to the person next to you and say, faith is not a feeling. We have to be more aware of God's presence, what God has promised, than our feelings. There's nothing wrong with having feelings. But don't let your feelings control your day-by-day living. Don't go by what you're feeling. Go by what the Word of God says. Allow your feelings to line up with the Word of God. Family, listen to me. Jesus, when He said, Father, not your will be done, But your will, he was saying, it's not about me, Lord. It's about you. It's not about what I want, what I feel, but what do you want? If we're going to accomplish what God has called us to do, we cannot go by what we are feeling. We have to go by the word of God. God has given us feelings, and I'm going to help you in the future, in the next few weeks, to show you how to use those feelings to advance the kingdom of God. Some of you that are so emotional, so sensitive, use it to feel what other people are feeling. But don't let the devil come and take advantage of those feelings. Amen? View those feelings in the light of God's word. See what God is saying about you, where he is going with you. And that's the most important thing. I want to close with one last scripture. I'm really finishing now. Amen. John 5 verse 30. I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteous, because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. Jesus was saying, I cannot do this because my conscience will not allow me to do it. Although I'm feeling like I want to run away, my conscience does not allow me to run away, because I'm here to do the will of my father. See you later. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.